Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. You coming in showing all of the chest hairs and the, everything. Yeah, I had to come in hot, Karen. Look, I knew who I was talking to today. You looking like an 80s, uh, 80s army, 90s army. <laughs> wearing some white leather pants, wearing some white leather cargo pants or something like that, right? Do you have no, I, no, I'm that's like something that Jodeci would wear. I'm just saying, if I completed the outfit, all right, all right, come on, we do this. Ooh, wee, ooh, wee. <laughs> I see it, I see it. All right, let me just welcome him back into the universe of the Karen Hunter show, the one and only, the great, the amazing, incomparable, incomparable Coleman Domingo. Good to see you, Karen Hunter. Oh my gosh. This I love coming in hot like this. And so when this person saw that you were going to be here, she was like, oh, put me in coach. Can I tap me in? <laughs> but let me also welcome my co-host, my partner in power, the one and only, the incomparable Broadway diva and actress extraordinaire. Miss Tanya Pinkins. Oh hey, my God! <laughs> what a surprise! Hello! Oh my Hello. God! Oh my God! Hey Tanya! Mm. Hey, you know I, I was like I say you got cold that night. I love it. And you're coming it. out with a horror movie that I, you know, I'm gonna be there first. And you, and you just, and you, and you just came out with your horror movie as well. Yes, yes. Thank you for watching it and sending those of notes. Of course. So we're so we're gonna talk some horror, I guess, today, huh? We're gonna talk about horror and how we find ourselves in it. So I'm, oh, I'm yes. grateful that Tanya is here because I'm I can't do horror because we just had four years of it and now we're in the midst of it. Uh, last <laughs> months, two years of it, and I just I can't do it. And then that particular horror movie we're talking about, I'm only gonna say it one time. I'm not gonna say it three times, and I'm gonna ask neither of you to say it more than once. Okay. All right. We're starring in Candyman. Last time I'm saying it, that's it. <laughs> right. All right. And, and for many of us, the original one, mm -hmm. uh, Scary as F. This yeah. one stars you. You got uh, Tiana Paris in it. Uh, I think Yaya, Yaya, uh, Mateen, uh, who we saw in Watchmen, all of him, all, all, 12 inches of <laughs> my lord. Can I get an amen from somebody? I'm like, amen. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so listen, Tom and Domingo, when you got the script for this, what, what were your thoughts? And uh, walk me through it. Let me tell you this. The, the beautiful thing is Jordan Peele wrote this role for me, right? So we had this great conversation. We talked about art, blackness, criticism, culture, you name it. And I knew that he was working on Candyman. He was writing it. And, uh, and then I get this script. And I thought it was so fantastic because of how it unpacks all of it. Now, you're saying mm -hmm. we've been going through four years of trauma. I think that Jordan even takes it back to 400 years. He mm. takes it back to really unpack. And I think that's why, and I'm, I'm glad Tanya's on here as well, because we can really talk about how I think the genre of horror is unfortunately a match made in heaven when it comes to looking at black people in America. It's a, it's a genre that we sort of, we're not in the center of, which is wild. You know, usually you see somebody, some white guy in a mask running around chasing Jamie Lee Curtis or something. When actually the people who live in horror, 24 hours a day, seven days a week in America are black people. You wake up in your own horror movie. So it actually makes more sense. 
So everything that it was doing was unpacking all this stuff that we deal with on the daily, the things that we talk about, art, criticism, um, you know, people coming into neighborhood, gentrifying neighborhoods, displacing black people coming in because the, oh, the location is actually dope and the white people want it back. And then you're like, but wait a minute, you don't get to just take the location. My character, William Burke, he says, you have to really look at the trauma that's under here as well, which is what, what his purpose is as well. He's like, no, you can't just have all that. You got to know exactly the blood that was spilled here. So I think that's the intention of my character as well. Tanya, what do you think about Black Horror as well? You know, well, you know, it's my favorite, my favorite, favorite genre because you can say truthful things and people can pretend that it's it's just it's just a pretend fantasy world, which is what a lot of people uh, who are the global minority are doing about the realities of America. Candyman, that's the second time it's been said, uh, takes place in my town, Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. It's centered around the Cabrini Green projects. Um, part of the, the, the plan, urban planning of Chicago, and I know this because my, my daughter's grandfather worked, was an alderman, was they would give certain parts of the community to Black people mm -hmm. with the plan that in 30 years, we're going to blight it, take it back, and then run the real estate prices up. So Cabrini Green, you know, was the worst project in the world with garbage that was like five and six stories high. And I want you to remember that when the garbage isn't picked up somewhere, that's the city not doing its job. That's, right. not, the that's not the people not being clean. That's not the people, you know, rich people make more garbage. Okay, everybody makes garbage. So that it's Cabrini Green, which has now been torn down and that's now beautiful gentrified area. Which is, and if people go to Chicago, cause I didn't even know where Cabrini Green was until I got to Chicago and we shot there, which is in the most desirable neighborhood. You're like, oh, so you right here from the Gold Coast. Oh, so y'all been plotting to get this back. Exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. by design. How wild that is. As a young reporter, I had to cover the Knicks in Chicago, that series, as a news reporter. So, you know, of course, I'm going to do that Second City thing. And I went to Cabrini Green, and I had never seen poverty like that in my entire life. My dad is from Newark, so I spent a lot of time in Newark, which I would argue anybody in Brooklyn in some of the worst parts of Newark. But I saw kids without shoes. It was horrific. But right around the corner, basically, was the stadium with the Jordan statue Absolutely. and those rich people driving into that arena right behind Cagrini Green. And I couldn't understand mm -hmm. how you could drive past that every day into- Your, your brain can't put it together at yeah, all. I couldn't understand it. So I'm glad that Tanya, you brought that to the table because I, I you know, that makes so much sense now. But you know, one of the things in critical race theory that they wanted us to think about is the fact that you know, who are deserving people and how do you know you're deserving? You need somebody who is undeserving to compare mm, it to. to be, so when you yeah. drive by Cabrini Green to your stadium, you know who are the undeserving people and you know what you get access to and why you get access to. So it's all part of the plan of, you know, maintaining this image of who America is for. Mm. So this spin on Now or Later Man, um, and we were talking with Cole <laughs> It's on your pinkins. The spin on it, Jordan. Favorite candy. Yeah, my favorite. No, no, we had, you know, now it's Skittles, man. You know, uh, you know. Uh, Skittles, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> this makes me want to watch it now because, you know, for me, you know, us, was it them, us? <laughs> the us, yeah. Us. us. I was there was like, a them, too. That's a series, but yeah. There was a them as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, there's a them. 
the mind bending that Jordan, Jordan Peele comes into the space in a way, you know, when, when Get Out came out, it was like, oh, snap. You know, the opening scene where a black man basically gets snatched up walking in the street, you know, people don't even remember, like that's one of the first scenes. Yeah. So, oh, he's about something else. Well, so, that's what the, that's exactly what this film is about. It's like for the people who say, oh, I don't like horror. I don't like to be gore. The, I'm, I already said this. I said in a few interviews, the thing that you don't see is that uh, the pornification of black bo- of, of people killing black bodies. That's what you, you, you do not see that in our film as well. It's more psychological in every single way. So I think it's it's impact, It's about social commentary. It's, I think it's actually made for you, Karen, to be very honest. I think, I think this is, yeah. I received that. I just wasn't ready, but mm-hmm. I'm ready now. Okay, so the the summoning, because I think you know we're in a to me we're in a very spiritual. Uh, there's an inflection point right now that we're in, and it's political, it's social, but it's also very spiritual. You know, we just watched a 7.2 Richter scale earthquake just hit Haiti, not the other part, just really devastate Haiti. And I know that there's rumblings. I mean, this month was when the revolution happened, right? You can't tell me that's a coincidence. I, th- I think there's birth pains of something that's about to happen. I'm going to say that out loud. So to me, the summoning in the mirror, right, of something, what, what is that, Coleman Domingo, and how should we digest it? Well, that's a lot. And I think that I, I, I'm going to lean on Tanya to help me with this too. But what I do believe is that it's something that was already started many, 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 many years ago before we were even born. And how, yeah, we grumbled a lot last year in the streets and it subsided for a moment, but it's still there and we have to keep it activated. And I think that's why, like my character in particular, just like saying, uh-uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna summon, I'm gonna bring this back. You're not gonna forget this, we're gonna do the work. And I think it takes people like, like my comrade, Tanya Pinkins, who I, I love, she's out there. She's like, no, you put, you put it out there. You put your body out there. You and what what did Byron Russell say? You put your body in in small spaces so the wheels don't turn. And I think that's exactly what when it comes to the way we create art, when it comes to everything that we're doing now, has to be done even with more intentional purpose. It can't you because I think before we're just doing things to do things to get by to get checks and things like that. I think there's no time for that. And we learned that with that year of racial reckoning last year, and we have to double down on it. So I think that's what the summoning is, as well as that we got to keep on summoning. We got to right some wrongs. We got to smash some, smash some systems. You know, take a sledgehammer to it. You know, I'm on these calls. People talking about the state of theater. You name it. I a sledgehammer. Take it down from the top. You know. Anyway, so we, we ain't gonna get into all that because Italian and I could be on here for hours. So anyway, but you know what I mean? I'm like, no, off with not off of the head. But you know, just like you have to summon. You have to rethink everything that you know. You have to actually um, go further with the truth of it. And I think that's what, why art like this matters even more so. It's, like, it's not actually the intention for you to go in and be like, well, I feel good about myself. And let me go get my car keys. It's to, make, it's to, it, it's to get, give you a jolt and be like, oh shit, this is the system. This is what you're in. What are you going to do about it now? Mm-hmm. Tanya. Tanya, mm-hmm. wait a before Tanya answers to that, I want to know mm-hmm. when you discovered Coleman Domingo. Because I'm going to tell you the first we go back to the theater. And so the first time I saw Coleman Domingo was in, um, God, now, you know, what's inside it. Passing strange. Passing strange. It was on Broadway. 
got to see his writing. I got to see his direct, his play Wild with Happy about his mother, which was so beautiful. And so this is a Renaissance man. This is a multi-hyphenate. He is a brilliant actor, a director, a singer, a choreographer, a playwright, a television writer, a producer. Um, I was in the first show episode that he directed on Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, he directed me in one of the readings that we did of a play that, gosh, if only Ooh, we killed it together. <laughs> oh, but, I wish uh, we did this that. is a man that I just, he is one of my heroes in terms of like, mm. how do you want to live and do the art? You're and one of mine, Tanya. Thank uh, you. On that, and I brought that up because the first time I saw you was on Fear the Walking Dead and I was wondering where, where you've been. And I, and I, no, no, I think about that. No, and this is not funny, actually, because it, it says to me Hollywood only grants certain people space to be all that they are. And now you're here because the times have cracked open. And now there's all these platforms that need content and you have emerged to be your full self. And I, I just want to thank you how that feels, because I see you. Uh, mm. When I first saw you, I was like, why haven't I seen you? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. You didn't see him in Lincoln. He had like one moment in Lincoln and he like stole the movie in, the, <laughs> no, you, in Lincoln. You know what I'm saying though? Like to-, to You, you to know what, Karen? I, th I think I have an answer for you. There's a, people have asked this recently. They're like, well, you've been doing this work for 31 years and suddenly you're more amplified in the past couple of years. And I think it's because I think, and I'll say this, not just because Tanya's on this call. I think there are artists like us who are committed to doing the work, who have their head down doing the work and following that. Sometimes it's amplified, a lot of times it's not. I can be in the show, and I've been in these shows where suddenly where they decided to brighten the light on one thing and dim the light on you, but you just gotta keep going. Cause you're like, you know what? I'm committed to the work. Whether you want to pump my stuff up if it's part of your narrative, a lot of times I know it doesn't have anything to do with me. I know awards, recognition, all this stuff has nothing to do with me or my talent or my gifts. I'm committed to the work. And so I stayed committed to the work and I'm still here. You know, it's about staying power. And suddenly I'm here and I'm doing, people like you do that, you do that you know, on different, different platforms. Like, yeah, I didn't have the luxury of just going one way. That's why I always have, a, I'm, I'm from Philly. I have side hustles galore and they're all careers. I, you Cool, you cool, you ain't doing that great. I'm gonna go write this musical over here. I'm gonna go direct that play. You can't stop me from being an artist. And don't forget headshot photographer, headshot I photographer. Did, I did headshots as well. Listen, I'm like one of them, like when they go Jamaicans with six jobs, I have 16. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I like working. So I think I am having a moment and I recognize it and I'm very grateful for it. And I, I know it's a moment. And I know and I know that in these moments you want to be even clear about your intention on what you're doing and how you're doing it because people are watching. Mm, Fear the Walking Dead to my rainy to this Skittles man. Um, Zola. <laughs> Don't forget Zola. Zola, yeah. Zola. Oh man. <laughs> I just, just want to say thank you. you know, thank He's you. He's got a series deal. He's got a series <laughs> deal. Hold on, let me write this down. <laughs> Tanya's my PR. <laughs> I'm his rep. Tell her about your series and don't forget your producing show, Brunch with Coleman. I want to yes. be on Brunch with Coleman. Tell me what's your yeah. series deal. I'm going to get you, you know what, I, honestly, I'm going to get you on it. That's the thing. I have a, I'm an episode that I'm going to get you on anyway. Um, make it, hold on now, wait a minute. I'm going to have both of you, I'm going to have you both on it. That would be perfect. Please, I would like this conversation to last hours. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm doing a bunch of things. What about your series? Of, I have a series called West Philly Baby, which is based on my play Dot, 
um, and it's being produced by all uh, by AMC for the All Black Network, and it's going to be the the um, signature series for All Black. And so we're I'm, I'm writing all episodes and directing them all. Hopefully, I get started with um, I'm already writing the scripts and in pre-production. So hopefully, early next year I get started going. Yeah, I got a lot of things going on. You know, I have a I have a, a deal with AMC with a first look deal of a small production company. And again, I'm just trying to make the work happen, and it's and it doesn't matter to me whether I'm in front of the camera or behind the camera in a small professional theater, a large one, I just want to be where the work is happening, you know? All right. So before I interrupted and did the Coleman Domingo appreciation moment, because it had to happen. It had to happen. You had thrown a question to Tanya about, you know, this, this, not just this genre and the importance of it, you know, but, you know, where it's going and I interrupted it. So I wanted her to definitely jump in. Because Tanya has a really, a really awesome film called Red Pill that's out in it's really, really awesome. And, and also you you produced it, you directed it, you star in it. Please talk about that. Well, I want to just go to, yes, Red Pill. And Karen has been very supportive of Red Pill. We screened at uh, St. Nicholas Park in Harlem under the stars, which was spectacular. And I think we're going to get to be at AMC 42nd Street in September. So thank you so much for that. But Karen, you said something about Haiti. And uh, I want to talk about change and what happens with change. And someone had written me asking me about, you know, women going through the change and things happen in your body because the change is about things are supposed to change. And your body is letting you know, you need to change or we gonna change it for you. And one of my friends said, mm. it's, it's wow. like spring cleaning, but, but it's people. And I think that this, this, this site of energy in Haiti is a call for a rising up. I mean, mm. it is the, the only successful revolution in the history of this part of the yep. world. And I think that the, the, the spirit is saying it, it's, it's calling it up. It's calling it up. It's summoning. Mm. So, it, the summoning is the earth is summoning it. It's summoning mm. that revolutionary energy to rise up again because it is necessary. You, you said on one of your in class with cars that you know we were skilled warriors and we never wiped out our people. We gave them an exit, but these Europeans came in and they killed from afar. Well, how are you gonna beat some people that kill from afar except by killing from afar? Mm. All right, um, I'm gonna let that sit without, without. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even even having these conversations right you know for for too long they had to be in whispers because you have to work some things out strategy needs space to to work things out so that it is humane to give everyone an exit to give everyone a chance to live um you know i've been talking about this as, as it relates to afghanistan you know the thing for me is humanity if i can watch somebody uh hundreds of somebody come to an airport cling to an airplane some of them to their death as the airplane is taken off because they recognize the horrors that they have here and they want out we have to have enough space and humanity to say empathy yeah but it seems to be in short i mean short supply and i i I feel like we need and it's our responsibility unfortunately to remind people that we're all human beings these borders don't stop us from being people right these lines these imaginary lines across a friend of mine said, and I thought it was brilliant, she says, what needs to be taught in schools? She says, I think there should be curriculum from when you're a child about empathy. To, to put ingrain that specifically in a heart and mind of everyone. Like? So, what does that look uh, like? What does that, what does that look like? I don't even know. What, what does that look like? Because that's the thing that's lacking is empathy. 
because it is about like, you know, it keeps everyone separate and believing, well, that's out there, that's outside of my experience, whatever, instead of, instead of believing that it's something we all have to do together. That it's about, about but you know, then that's tearing down capitalism, you name it. I mean, cause really, cause it really is just about like us coming together. We can't even come together and we, we couldn't even, we can't even come together for a, a vaccine. We can't come together for anything. We're like, oh, when is this world, people wanna come together and get on board and say, let's all, do this together against you know systemic racism against systemic oppression i guess people not having when is, will that ever happen is that the I nature don't think of the that world? that's what this place no. is i don't think that's mm. what this place earth place is mm. i think mm -hmm. earth place is the land of polarity and you know this and this and those things wrestling against one another until they synthesize and realize that there's no opposite that it's just a spectrum where all of that exists and how does all of that exist cooperatively Absolutely. Well, um, I'm not going to stop asking those questions and, and demonstrating what that should look like. But as we, you know, enjoy this film that you're in. Um, yes! Baby Man. This, uh, <laughs> as we enjoy it, is there going to be satisfaction? Because at the end of Get Out, you know, there was an alternate ending that mm -hmm. Jordan Peele did. Thank God. I'm glad he went with the ending he went with. Are we going to be happy at the end of this that that uh, the people that need to get what they need to get get got? Coleman Domingo, can you tell us at least that? Hello? I kind of don't want to tell you. You're going to have to see it. But All the right. people that, that need to get got get got. <laughs> no, that's all that I can go in knowing that. Okay, because some of these, you know, or, you know, some of these we. Go ahead, but Karen, people what? who need to get got ain't been getting got in reality. So I don't like people to be <laughs> lulled into to false happiness in the movies when that's not what's happening in reality, unless the movie's going to show them how to get them. I think, <laughs> I think, I think the movie's going to give you a tool at least on what, on what you could do. Exactly, a tool on how to on how to get uh, get the people who got you. And also, you know, art is also instructive in a way that we, we imitate it. A lot of what we do in this culture is based on what we've seen, what we've listened to in our music, what we've seen on a big screen, on television. We are modeling things from beauty to how we treat one another based on the art that is out there. Even, you know, I think we're here right now because Gordon Gekko said greed is good. And we all were like, yeah, Michael Douglas, you know, yeah, Wall Street, greed is good. That's what... And I feel like that inspired people to want to be greedy and yeah. nefarious. And I think sometimes we have to show the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just dreamed of a meme where we took the greed is good and turned it into guilt is good. Hmm. Right, let me see if I... Uh, <laughs> right guilt down, is right good. Right oh, no, guilt is that. good. Yeah, I don't, that's a good t-shirt. work on that one, Tiny. Go back in the lab. We got <laughs> No, guilt is good. All guilt is, is it says, I made a mistake. How can I do better? To me, that's what guilt is. What, what, I, I made a mistake. How can I do better? You would have to get people to buy into the notion that they, they are guilty about anything. Because right now, accountability, folk don't even want to say that they've done anything. So we have to first say, oh. But we got to change the spin. We got to respin the word. We got to make, the if it's coming out of Michael Douglas's mouth, then the word becomes a cool word. Accountability. I like accountability because that, that that's something we can offer. Too many syllables. We trying to fit it right into the, the, fake, the deep fake of the movie get in your that mouth. already exists. Right. You got to get in your mouth. He said greed. We could just put the deep fake guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down. I'm going to ruminate on it. 
Uh, she worked it out. She worked it out. <laughs> All right. Around, but you know, I was really excited when I, I saw you were coming in again because again, I, I'm you Same are here, one of my favorite actors right now, and I'm and I'm not angry because I'm glad that I know you now. But you I'm know, glad I know you. Thank I'm, you. I'm looking forward to all of this stuff. AMC, y'all did a good thing. Y'all did a good all thing. Right. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Karen. This has been such. I was so excited to come on the show with you again. I'm really excited. Thank you. I came bearing gifts. Look at that. I love it. I love it. I, just, <laughs> I can't stop smiling. I've missed this woman. Yes. <laughs> all right. So everything you do, I'm going to support. And uh, this man um, that likes candy will be uh, also, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to encourage everybody else. Let's make this number one. Jordan Peele's very Mom. own. A lot of amazing people in it as well. And Yaya's there, y'all. Yaya. Is he naked though? Naked. You have to see it. You have to see it. You, you know, you might get a little, little peek. I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> now, now you hooked, huh? I might have to give a little peek. Maybe people come see my movies more. Let me just, <laughs> just, just a little something, you know. Just a, <laughs> Look at Tanya. You know, so because I had to pause the uh the, the screen and then sit and, and look in the seat. You know, it's like I was trying to look. In the seat, but you just gotta walk by so that we can at least have some intrigue on the next one. Next do. one. Next one. I got you, Karen. Next one. All right. Tanya, thank you for being here as well. Thank you. Love you. Thank you, Coleman. Coleman Domingo. Right. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.